Get Up with Mitchell and Michael. On Hit 96.1. Good morning, everybody. My name is Mitchell Timmy and this is Michael Ross. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mitchell and Michael show with the Western Australian COVID restrictions of the radio industry. Getting loose. (laughs) It's a Friday. That's the way we like to do it. And last night as well, you like to get a little bit loose on boys' night. Oh, yes. uh, But can you get loose? That's true, can you? That's yeah, the question, because of the restrictions. Yep. It was my first time back in a Limestone Coast establishment Boy, uh, for it, months. It feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah. It is a very bizarre feeling. And uh, uh, If you haven't ventured out yet, we can give you the scoop. Also, side note on when Michael reveals where we were... First time I've ever been there, two and a half years. Yes. It was very bizarre. Uh, for, and we've been everywhere. You know me. I'm a, oh, you've been everywhere. I'm a pub connoisseur. More <laughs> <laughs> that in 10 minutes. Oh, but Michael Ross, I think uh, for this Friday, I would like to start off with something different. Uh, what have you got? Would you like it yes. if I dived into the local paper, looked mm. at the comic book strip, and depending on whether they're funny or not, I will determine how good the weekend will be and if I named it Friday Funnies. Look, I'm I'm not on board. I don't know why we're kicking out our long-running segment where we dive into the local paper, read the comic strips, and call it Friday Funnies. Yeah, I think I might do it next. Ninety-six point one. It's Mitchell and Michael. Ninety-six point one. It's six oh six. Coming up after seven o'clock this morning, I might have a bargain bin game changer. Really? Because if this is all above board, we might be able to write our own checks, as it were. You know. Really. We could change the game and everyone could get a bargain. More on that after seven. Nice. But it's time for our longest running segment on the show. Yeah, history of uh, Limestone Coast Radio, I'd say. Uh, you can dive into the local paper, read the comic book strip. Depending on whether it's good or not, will determine how good your weekend will be. And uh, you want this weekend to be good. Uh, I'm going to start with Clancy. Uh, we do love him. Bit of a regional farmer man, really relatable uh, to the 30 to 50-year-old demographic. Possibly older. Oh, so beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very so much. So 32, right. 99. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 100, you get a bit more perspective. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's on the farm, and uh, one of his workers, uh, who's slightly thinner than him, doesn't have anything to do with the comic, just thought I'd point that out. Clancy, watch the waistline. He says to Clancy, looking at his dog, she's been chasing the postie on a bike. And then and Clancy says, fascinating. I didn't even know she could ride a bike. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> A classic one. The setup was there. I was like, good. oh, the dog on the bike. Good run, Dad. <laughs> Sometimes predictability is still good. Okay? Gen Y. Like to make fun of the millennial. Okay? Yeah. They're all, uh, if I will, the 19 to 35 uh, demographic. Uh, always not doing well in life. Uh, but it's not for them. It's still oh. for the 30 to 99s. Can I just say, the first one is just, this is not okay anymore. Because I can no. only imagine it's an older gentleman yes. writing these comics and he thinks back to when he was young. Right. And it's not like that anymore. No. Now, him and a colleague are standing around a water cooler. <laughs> Talking about Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gen Y is leaning up against the wall with one hand. Oh. Uh, like one hand leaning on the wall in like a, a half push-up position type thing, like doing that cool, like I'm about to hit on a girl. The sleazy lean. Yeah, the real sleazy lean holding a drink. Now, <laughs> there is a female colleague which seems to be walking the other direction, trying to just go about her no. day. She's holding a piece of paper, and she just got hydrated at the water cooler. <laughs> she was not there to no. pick up anyone. She and he's just... blocking now. Yes. Now, 
As she walks by, Gen Y says, I'm in need of a good laugh. And she goes, I think I can help. There's a mirror in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Friday Funnies. We, we had jokes today. No, we did. <laughs> they, you cannot deny that those were 100% jokes. They were so jokes. It's a, sol- it's a solid joke for a solid weekend. Yep. Coming up, that was Friday Funnies. It's Mitchell and Michael in 96.1. 96.1, it's 6.20 now. And I head back to the pub for the first time in months. Is since about, oh, we'd have to go back to like March. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Uh, but coronavirus restrictions in South Australia have, uh, have relaxed to the point where if everybody has four square metres... You can you can just fill the room up to that many people. Yeah. Also, side note, like I'm not a brickie. I don't work in square meters. Like I don't know. That's how. true. Like I don't know what that is. What room? Like the room we're in now. Tell me. How many square, square meters? Or exactly. No, that's my point. It's not possible. So you don't know how to figure it out because when someone walks does in furniture here. take up some of the square meterage? Like if a person can't exist there. So I can't stand on a couch. And as we said, is it square meters between me and you? So we have to have that square meter between me and you. And then the next person, I have to have that square meter. Or it's like, or do I just have to be in the middle of the hula hoop? Yeah, you're in the middle of the in the middle of the square meter. So we could be like on the edge of the square meter, and you could be on the edge of your square meter. No, no, <laughs> it shifts. Okay. So the hula hoop always is the same distance away from you. See what I mean? Confusing. And Monday, it's uh, it's gone. Twenty ninth of uh, June. Yeah, we'll see uh, venue capacities back to normal. Uh, that, I thought it was fifty percent. No, I believe it's like really. I believe it's like a three hundred people per. Let me just really? let me just open the old the old border watch here. Yeah. No capacity on restaurants and pubs, Jeez. but a four square meter rule still applies. Okay. So at the moment, we're capped at around seventy five people per room. Yep. And 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 last night was just seemed like that's how many a Thursday night gets. Yeah, that's true. It, it was. It did feel pretty normal. It felt very normal indeed. It was good to head back out there. Uh, I noticed that menus were a little hard to come by because they now have to have like uh, plastic ones or yep. paper ones, yep. and you have to like give them to someone and then take them off that person. You can't let them give it to someone else. Yeah. So I was standing in line waiting for the menu to come back to me, and they're just mm. like. No, nah, I'm just going to take that back. And so I just ordered the only thing I know a pub has. A snitty. A parmigiana. <laughs> exactly. like would, it wouldn't be open if it didn't. Like, exactly. But how weird was it? Even lining up. Like the lining up to order food and stuff. Very, very weird. And you're going to have the little gaps. And I was standing so far back, I had to let someone cut in front of me. Because <laughs> they didn't realize you were in line. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're already there. But funny you say that too, because it's a complete side note to where we were. Uh, I've lived here since... Uh, November 17th, uh, 2017. It is the first time in my life I have ever walked into the South Aussie. <laughs> it's true. It is, an, it is a very nice pub. The most I've seen is the back. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and you know me, I've spent a lot of that time here mm. in the pubs and the clubs. And that's the first time I've ever walked in there. In is my there life. any that you need to still tick off the list? Any other bars? Yeah. Yeah, heaps. Heaps? You know me. I was contractually obliged to <laughs> attend one pub until that guy doesn't work there anymore and doesn't give me free stuff. So, <laughs> Switch to Michael. Hit 96.1. 96.1. It's 6.43. Now, coming up after 7.30 this morning, 
Uh, you've got to be careful out there if you've been streaming this coronavirus season, because if you haven't been doing it legit, the hackers are after you on some of your favourite movies. More on that after 7.30, but it is time now to continue our thrilling adventure of dumbasses and dragons. You might remember last week, the daring explorer, Sir Mitchell Tinley the White Human Fighter. Hey, you, cho- you chose the That's class, right? I did. Mate. Yeah. I did. Uh, so just imagine Mitchell is in the, the beautiful Côte de Calais. Uh, the limestone coast in a medieval world. Now, you learnt that you had to go from the Comerche, you learnt you had to go to Millicent to find One Eye Millie. Yeah. Because there is a strange creature somewhere on the limestone coast that you must defeat. Yep. Now, you got this information because you gave all of your money to a bartender. Yes. Just keep that in mind. You gave all of your money to a man to, and all he did was tell you to go talk to someone else. I want to keep it realistic to what I do in real life. <laughs> so, intrepid explorer Sir Mitchell Tinley has arrived at One Eye Millie's hut yep. in Millicent. Yep. And you knock on the door. Yep. Hello? Who's out there? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's me, Mitchell. Who's Mitchell? She's never met you before. Oh, the um, the Sir White dude. The um, the. <laughs> Do you think you're the only one? <laughs> she opens the door. Yep. She looks you up and down with her one bulging eye. Yep. What do you want then? Hey, why are you come to see me? I fully can't remember. <laughs> she knows where gold is. She knows. Yeah, she knows where the where the beast might be. Oh, ah. Uh, Where's the beast? <laughs> You're a very strange boy. Just going, it's me. Where's the beast? <laughs> I believe you mean the strange cat-like creature that is lurking somewhere not far from here. But I notice you have no armour, no weapons. Go next door. Go speak to Dave. So, as you notice, nearby to the hut is a blacksmith called Dave. Mm-hmm. It just says Dave's. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Dave is currently working on uh, a suit of armour. Yep. A really nice suit of armour. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, it's like a platinum colour. It shines so bright. Yep. Behind him is a suit of armour that's a bit rusty. and. Would you say it shines like a pre-owned 2005 <laughs> Alfa Romeo? <laughs> yes, okay, exactly. Cool. Like that, that exact kind of metal. Yep. And uh, there are swords all across his shop. Yep. Uh and I guess he notices you because <laughs> you just tend to stand about. Yeah. He's like, oh, hello. Welcome to Dave's. Uh, how can I help you? Um, can I have the armor, please? <laughs> oh, this armor will set you back about 200 gold pieces. Oh, but I don't have any money. You don't have any money. What are you going to do? Here are your dice, by the way. What I've had to do before. So, you have options. I don't so, know if you realise this. In Dungeons & Dragons, you have options. You can try you can try my, stealing. Warming up my wrists. You can try... <laughs> For the dice. <laughs> <laughs> For the dice roll. You can try uh, persuasion. Yeah. So you can try and convince him to give you things. Uh, and then, and the, he will have a he will have a stat as well that I'll roll for, and you, the rolls have to you have to beat him. Okay, so what do I roll? Guys, roll now. Uh, so if you roll your your d twenty and tell me what you would like to do. Uh, 
two and nineteen. Okay. So, I would like to. Oh, 19. Okay, very nice. I'd like to persuade him. You're going to persuade him. And what, and what do you say to him? Um, Give it to please, you for free? <laughs> yeah. Like, please, sir, uh, may I have your armor? Ooh. You, you sound a very convincing boy, but uh, hmm, this is my nicest armor. I might give you my, my rusty armor over there for nothing, but if you want this really nice one, you just got to promise me one thing. When you return from your journey, yep. you must marry my daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah down. Darabella. 100%. Now. In real life and here. <laughs> Dave is a dwarf, and if we know anything about dwarves, uh, they have excellent beards, as do the women dwarves. Have you seen my life, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm winning. Done deal. Mitchell Tindley. Sir Mitchell Tindley has gotten himself a beautiful, a beautiful set of Alpha Romeo armor. And next week, you will begin your quest to slay the beast. Please, I'm already in another relationship. This is crazy. <laughs> Betrothed to Darabella. You're 96.1. It's Mitchell and Michael. 96.1. It's 7.09. Mitchell and Michael. After 8 o'clock this morning, we'll be catching up with a team walking all the way from Adelaide to Mount Gambia. What? Walking. Walking. And all for a great cause. Tune in after 8 o'clock for more on that. But right now, if you love your footy, footy. it's uh, back on Limestone Coast. Yep. The mid Southeast Footy League, the Western Border Football League, the KNTFL. You've probably already heard that those leagues cannot go ahead. Yeah. But we have confirmation as of this morning that there will be a Limestone Coast Football League like a super league formed of clubs from all the three different leagues. Even a couple of soccer ones, throwing a <laughs> netball one. You, if you're a club, you can join. Yep. And now, uh, the six teams that are currently in are Mandala, Carby Bolite, Klangadoo, East Gambia, North Gambia, South Gambia. Um, what's the Gambia that's missing? West. Oh. <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other compass direction. Yeah. Uh, so, but other clubs can still register. Uh, up until July 2nd. So you've got like one week left yep. if you want to be a part of the Super League. Do you have to already be a club? Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> can, you just, can you just say that you are a club and just form? You just say, we've got 22 blokes to play footy. True. And you just go, what's your club? Also, does it have to be football clubs? Can it be like bikey clubs? Chess clubs. <laughs> Golf clubs. <laughs> Sign up now, uh, July 2nd. The league is going to kick off on July 18. Yep. Uh, it's going to include seniors and reserves competitions. There will be premiership points, final series. So it's not just like a round robin. It will be a proper, just a condensed season, but it will have finals. Oh, yeah. And uh, a fixture is expected to be released in uh, mid-July. So if you love your footy and you think your club should get involved, oh. uh, then contact the Lumsden Coast Regional Football Council. Are we allowed to... Beautiful community announcement, Michael Ross. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just, you're going to need that. Uh, now, what? Uh, how many people can watch? Well, this is the thing. As of... Let me just... <laughs> collect. What is that? Print media? Print media. They have all the... So, July uh, 25, we had outdoor sporting competitions can recommence. Uh, so, that's good for the footy. And we have no capacity in restaurants and pubs with the four square meter rule. So I'm going to say if you're outside, um, I'm going to say if you're outside and you just maintain your distance, you can have as many people as the ground can fit. And potentially, we've often wondered, can you stay in your car? So if it's a footy ground that you line the cars up around the boundary, yeah. 
can you just stay in your car? Like, can you cross the border but stay in your car? Mm. Can you just can you pack out the MCG with cars? Yeah. That's a viable option as well. So we're going to find that out in the coming weeks. Hit 96.1, if your club, if you think that they should be involved in the Super League, do get in touch with the Limestone Coast Football Council. It's Mitchell and Michael, Hit 96.1. Hit 96.1, it's 7.23, new sport weather not too far away, but right now we've got to dive into the bargain bin. Uh, those little bird noises, because we are cheap. Cheap, cheap, <laughs> cheap, 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 cheap. Yes, Michael's bargain bin on Facebook, where you can get a savings brag. About a savings, Michael Ross, uh, bargain, bin Laden, leader of the bargain, bin, leader of good prices, the Ayatollah of the dollar. <laughs> oh, please stop. Vladimir putting it back, Genghis Khan, you get it any cheaper, <laughs> and Kim Jong undervalued. <laughs> <laughs> please, please send any more in to hit 96.1 Life Seekers Facebook page. Now, I had a great <laughs> idea yesterday yes. uh, while we were walking down the street, and I voiced this to you. I said, can I just make my own coupons? I will explain to the people of Limestone Coast what you were inferring to. You wanted to essentially defraud a business. You thought, hey, I don't steal because that not stealing a- is not allowed. Thievery is not that's, a bargain. That's not a real discount. That is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'll be looking for a bargain on your sentencing when you go to jail. But no, no, no. You think that if you can perhaps defraud a business into giving you a product cheaper... Because technically, they bought it, say, for the product for two bucks in wholesale. They're selling it to you for ten. If you use a fake coupon yeah. and you get it for eight, mm. technically not stealing it. No, I'm still giving them something, but just not to the full value. And ultimately, they've accepted the coupon. So you think it's on them? <laughs> a little bit. It's like when people ask <laughs> this- to pay the ATO in iTunes. It's like, yes, terrible scammers. But also, if you're falling for that, what's the ATO going to do with iTunes gift card? But this is this is the thing. Now, now you go down the slippery slope of like, so the people that have like defrauded like your grandparents out of thousands and their life savings, or lonely people yeah. that might have found love online, and you're <laughs> blaming like you're no better than them <laughs> with your fake coupons. Yeah, so I. I had a look, okay, and fake coupons doesn't really check out. So then I thought, what if I go around and collect all the coupons and then share them with members of the bargain bin? What do you mean? Because, you know, you can go online and find coupons. Like, if you're ordering, like, pizza, you just head online. Many have had many weekend uh, show discussions where we talk about the fact that we've ripped off like dominoes because we've used like seven vouchers and we've gotten <laughs> got to work the system. We've spent like the fifty dollars in pizza and got it for like seven dollars. So I now have official confirmation that sharing coupons allowed. Okay, so it, what it, do you it mean? like of course it is. Just, that's allowed. Yeah, it's okay. giving a coupon to you. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. But counterfeiting coupons is not allowed. So is if it fraud? it's it is fraud. I so if, if there's a physical one that you actually have to present, so not just mm. a code, I can't say copy that with a photocopier and then offer that on the bargain. Yes, because they've probably a pop. they've probably allowed uh, for X amount of coupons. Yes. Can you can you sell coupons? This is also a no. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't sell them. They're not uh, they're not a like a good. Like they have no, they have no value. Okay. 
So it's illegal to sell them. You're selling someone nothing in a way. Here's a documentary you should watch, McMillions. It's uh, from like the 80s for like 10 years, 15 years. They Some guy defrauded the, you know how they did used to do McDonald's Monopoly? Yes. Yeah. And there were like no legitimate winners because the guy that like put out all the tickets kind of like got them all, gave them to his family. Then he got a cut of what they they did. And so no one in the public actually tell you what, would ever win. I'm going to have to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Get, on up. Get up with Mitchell and Michael. On Hit 96.1. 96.1, it's 7.42 after 8 o'clock this morning. We'll be catching up with the team who are walking all the way from Adelaide to Mount Gambier to raise money for a great cause. Now driving, this is a couple of left right turns. And, and boom, you're there after five hours. But walking. It's got to be more than four hours. Two days? Oh, we can ask all these questions next I They probably hour. haven't seen coronavirus. They probably started <laughs> and I haven't seen it. Hey, I have a warning, and you need to hear this, Mitchell Tinley, but so does anyone who likes to stream their content, not through the official services. So if you're streaming Uh, movies and TV and you're not using Netflix or Stan or Disney+, Plus, you're just using, uh, I don't know, movies.com. Don't be silly. It's (laughs) chillinflix.com. So they have revealed uh, the list of the top 10 films and TV shows that are rife with hackers. Sorry, chillonflix.to. Where's that even based then? What domain is that? Tobago? Don't ask no questions. You don't ask where your drugs are from, mate. So uh, McAfee, who are a... um, Antivirus software. Yes. They've uh, compiled all the data and they found that. So, the number one film that will get you hackers is Ace Ventura. Really? <laughs> who's, who's still streaming Ace Ventura? I love Ace Ventura, but why is that the number one? So, who's still streaming it in such large numbers? So, it's like they have viruses like hidden in it type thing. So, often when you go to these sites, you'll notice that you'll get like pop ups yep. or a when you click on the film, Two tabs will open in your browser. Yeah, like one's play, one's like a fake play. Yeah, and it's, you don't want to touch that one because then that's how you get m- malware and viruses onto your computer. Yep. Or hackers just quickly take some of your cookies or your personal information from yep. your computer. And so this is the problem. So your top three movies are John Wick, Green what? Book, Ace Ventura. So don't stream. Green Book's a great movie, it by is, the way. But it's on, I believe it's on Stan. Yeah, and same with um, John Wick. Watch them all on Netflix. So, TV, Family Guy, You and Unorthodox. You. Are, are you telling three. me there's stalkers that will <laughs> skip me a virus about watching a stalker TV series? It's very better. <laughs> it really is. But this coronavirus season, stay off the illegal sites because this is what will happen. And this, oh, is, this, this used to happen all the time when we had LimeWire. That's, and that's the problem. Because when you're doing stuff legally, like watching um, TV shows legally, you only have to maybe watch out for viruses, but you don't have to watch out for the government. You're stealing things legally, you now have to watch out for the government because they'll find you. And then even if you get past that, you get a virus. It's just not worth it. Crime doesn't pay. You wouldn't (laughs) steal a handbag, would you? Get up with Mitchell and Michael on Hit 96.1. Growing up, I had, I think... Two mattresses across my time and one bed. Uh, like when, until I was twenty-two years old, I slept in 
a like a black metal single bed frame, yep. and over that time I had like two mattresses that were yep. single mattresses. Now you're just so people are aware, your parents like they did pretty well. You know, you weren't rich, but you weren't poor. You were a classic white man. You were middle class, like you just like just you could have afforded kid. another bed, but just I, like maybe. But I, I don't think they believed it was worth no, the money. No, not at all. To get me a bigger bed. And in a way, I tend to agree. It probably would have taken up too much of my room. Yep. Uh, and I just want to know, is that is that strange? Is it strange to just have a single bed until you move out of home? Why, um, uh, like, at what point did you, what age did you have the single bed till? 22. So I was 22 years old. Until yeah, I moved a, out of home. That's a rough one. Which was... Just before I turned 22, and then I moved into a queen bed. I reckon uh, my parents, because I got a double bed when I was about 13, and I reckon okay. it's because my parents looked at me and went, that boy wouldn't need one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's you're getting t- taller and long thought, eggs, yeah. And, yeah, and I like to... They, they did think yeah. he would be six foot, but yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop that. Uh, no, I, uh, I would actually like to know that too, 13, 12, 16. How long did you sleep in a single bed? How long did you sleep in a single bed? Because my cousin yeah. has just turned about three or four, yeah. and she now has what appears to be at least a double, possibly a queen bed. Yeah, that's starting to happen a little bit more. Uh, I have a friend, good good friend of mine, uh, slept in a racing car bed for a very long time as well. A racing car bed? Yeah, Legit. like till about uh, 17 or 18. Like Will House's dad Yeah, the Simpsons. Yeah, like the more I get older, the more I go, I wish I had that. Like, I kind of want to go back to that. <laughs> 32 of 16. Uh, how long did you sleep in a single bed for? Because have a look at this. Here's I think it's a, legitimately You cool. can see the picture of my cousin. She's got like, it's a frozen bedspread on, I think it's a double. That's a double bed. I'm oh, yeah, say. it's definitely a double bed. But she looks, she's clearly two, three. Like, <laughs> she's clearly. a little kid and she has a bed, that bed bigger is... than I could have ever dreamed of. Maybe it's so she doesn't fall out. <laughs> like maybe if you just put bars on the bed. Thirty twelve sixteen. Nice. Uh, how long did you sleep in a single bed for? Not a king single. I was in a single. By the time I was twenty two, my feet touched the end when my head was on the pillow. Twenty six point one. It's eight twenty now. And thirty twelve sixteen. I want to know about the first job you had as a kid. But this kid that we found out, Mitch, has gone full legit. All above board local business. Too legit to quit without <laughs> two weeks' notice. He's joining. He's joining basically our workforce. The uh, w- one of the uh, the kids of one of our colleagues has made his own cleaning service. He's got the ABN. He's, really? Yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. He's got the ABN. He's got the account for the money all set up. It's ready to go in. <laughs> I don't even have that for like <laughs> stand up and stuff. That's crazy. My my twelve year old lawnmower kid. Mm. He doesn't have an APN. Nah. He's, and he's just taking cash. He's cast illegal. Whereas this, this child is legit. And I've never encountered that before. 13, 12, 16. I'm looking for the, like, the most unusual, the most creative job that you had as a kid. Because we see heaps of kids in Limestone Coast working in you know, restaurants and fast food. Yeah. And, I uh, I once had a, a girlfriend with a child, shock, uh, and that child was older, 12, don't ask questions, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they had a cleaning business, like a car washing business, 
Yeah. And uh, they were like super stoked about it because like they were like, oh, yeah, I use like the dishwashing detergent or whatever. It's like put it on the car, charge 10 bucks, like it's all profit. Once sat down and my dad, because he's a general manager of an oil rig, a sort of oil fitting business. He sat down and he explained overheads oh, no. and about how the fact that like you're going to have to charge this, you're going to have to charge that. And they ended up working out like the car wash. This twelve year old had to wash uh, like I think it was like a hundred cars at like thirty bucks, <laughs> and it was just like crush this child's dreams. And I can only imagine that this is what's coming for said child. Yeah, does that he now know has the business? If he's cleaning our office, does he know about the overheads? Because the other uh, child that does your lawn mowing, yeah. it's like that's just like a, not paying for fuel, not paying, for, you know, like that sort of stuff. That's normally how a kid's business goes. His dad does take a cut. Yeah. So, really? Yeah, <laughs> he does. That's for great. fuel for the lawnmower, for fuel for getting. I think that's to good because some kids just get like the whole like mum bought the lemons, mum bought the sugar, mum, and then you make the lemonade stand and you get all the money. But it's like some parents are going, no, 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 no. <laughs> you must pay rent. You're now stuck in a lease. You have a loan. There's interest. What job did you have growing up? I'm looking for the best one. Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. It's Mitchell and Michael. In 96.1. Mitchell and Michael now, 8.27. New Sport and Weather's on the way. On the other side, we'll be catching up with a couple of boys who are making the big trek from Adelaide to Mount Gambier, all for a great cause. We'll be chatting to George and Hamish after what's training this morning. Just quickly, we were asking on 1312.16 about your odd jobs you had as a kid because one of our colleagues there, son, is becoming our cleaner. He's got an ABN. He's going all above board. He's thinking about a name for the business. That's great. Uh, Judy sent in a message and said that a kid about 15 years ago knocked on the door and he was selling pine cones. Pine cones? As like fire starters because yeah. everybody has like wood fires. Mm. Uh, selling for a dollar each. And so she said, a bit steep. I could just go get that myself. Yeah, but it's come to your door. <laughs> but he's done it for you. You don't have to get it. It's a delivery $1. charge. It could be a little bit high. Maybe 50 cents is maybe where you should have started on that one. I don't know. Get up with Mitchell and Michael on Hit 96.1. Mitch, we are joined now by a couple of lads who are walking all the way from Victoria Square in Adelaide to the Blue Lake Mount Gambia, George and Hamish. Hey, guys. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are we? Jeez, are you still walking right now? Yeah, we're actually currently walking as we speak. Very cold. Six degrees right now. Uh, Whereabouts are you? Uh, we're about to leave the district of Kingston. We're at the sign where it says farewell from the Kingston District Council. Oh, so down the Princess Highway. Shout out. Now, oh, doing pretty well. You're already basically in our region. Now, yeah. is it a, is it a brisk walk or are you dawdling? Um, look, we're trying to go for like a five kilometer steady walk pace. Um, that's so a car going of, past you just for, for proof, yeah, for cars, proof. Trucks, so you can hear noises, <laughs> kangaroos, uh, jumping around. Yeah, we, we apologize for that. No, it's great. It fits the, like, so we can tell that you're not lying. You know, you're not just on a treadmill. <laughs> now, yeah, what's, exactly. this, uh, what's this for, guys? So we're raising money for Beyond Blue and an independent community Aboriginal group called the Kurula Yellow. Um, they have a committee called the Action Youth, the Aboriginal Action, Action Youth, Youth Committee. Action committee. Now, so, um, oh, yeah, sorry, go on. money will be split up to both those uh, organisations. Oh, awesome. Is it... Uh, is the walk representing anything? Like, is it like a step in the right direction, or is it just really yeah, hard? Basically, so the the Great Blue Lake is a you know symbol of blue. Blue normally goes um, hand in hand with mental health and um, communication. So we thought it was a great symbol to represent the walk itself. And we thought, you know, we are Victoria Square, the Mount Gambier, the Blue Lake. Uh, it's perfect. Um, 
it's a good amount of distance. Um, it's not too crazy. It's not too easy. Um, and yeah, we thought, you know, walking itself, you know, one foot in front of the other, just keep moving forward. Um, just like your know, life itself. Um, and that was the mindset we went into with this walk. And how have conditions been so far? Been caught in any downpours or <laughs> any storms? Yeah, so we've definitely got a few few solid rains, but we've been pretty blessed with a lot of sunshine. I think we had hail one day <laughs> and a few nights. It's been like mega windy, but other than that, it's just been like this is for so I'm this is Hamishir. This is my first like really long walk. It's been hectic. Like for example, my my left knee from the second day like froze up, and I had to both like learn how to treat that better and then also for my body to really get used to walking by day seven day eight we've really started to hit our stride and our bodies are like yep this is what you do what uh what shoes you wearing little dunlop volleys or you got some nice asics (laughs) well 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 actually i wait for the truck to go past so anaconda has been awesome and supplied us with a heap of gear everything we need in order to do this walk Got the Gore-Tex shoes that are, you know, you can walk through puddles and all that, and they're specific for hiking and, like, long-distance walking. Boys, it's a fantastic cause. If you want to donate to a great blue walk, you can head over to GoFundMe. I saw that Anaconda chucked in $1,000 there. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Anaconda. Where do they, and where do they all find you, and how can they help and show their support? They can find us at the Adelaide Set on Instagram or Facebook. And the link will be in the bio for a great blue walk. And then you can also find us on our personals, Made in Adelaide on Instagram and oh, Hamish mate. Roland on Instagram. Awesome. All right, mate. Well, best of luck, boys. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, and we'd love for you to keep an update uh, with us and take some pictures and send it to us and, and we'll put them up for you as well. Yeah, no worries. I just want to give a big shout to the Southeast community. The limestone community has been, honestly, extraordinary. One of the, the strongest communities I've ever come across. Like, you guys are legends, honestly. <laughs> Without so, a doubt. so much love for you guys. You're Thanks, legends. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're legends. Thanks, nah, guys. You're legends. <laughs> Get up with Mitchell and Michael on Hit ninety six point one. Forty eight. If you have any new or clean blankets that you'd like to drop off to the AC Care Blanket Appeal, remember to take them to twenty two twenty four Ferris Street, Mount Gambier. We can't take them to the station this year, but it's still a great cause. Still donate if you can this year to the AC Care Blanket Appeal, Mitch. Accents. You can't do them? No, I can't. That was actually okay. Really? That was all right. We. It depends. Were you going for Scottish? Yeah, it's kind of like I throw it out there and I see what happens. Because this is the thing I have for you now. I want to play a quick little game where I have actors attempting to do a particular accent. Oh, and I have to guess. And you have to guess like what they are trying mm-hmm. to pull off here. Yep. Uh, I will, I'll give you... Do you want to know the actor's name in advance or do you want to even guess who the actor might be? Oh, okay. I'll, play the, I'll, I'll guess all around. Okay, guess all around. Let's kick it off with this one. I'll give you the movie, though. So this one is from Air... So this is Con Air. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Well, Back in the box. Um, uh, Con Air. Con Air. <laughs> I mean, you did tell me. You yes, told me. so the movie is Con Air. Who is... Uh, Nicholas Jonathan Cage. <laughs> I don't think his middle name is Jonathan. That's a good chance. Uh, and he's doing, like, Southern? Like, Texan? Texan or something? You're pretty close. He's going for Alabama. Alabama. Uh, but he is made fun of for doing that accent. Okay, let's keep moving. Let's go a bit more modern. Let's go Anaconda. You're feeling sensitive. We could turn around and lose two days. It's up to you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Nicki Minaj. Um, I was 
Can I have, can I have that one? So this is maybe Anaconda. You're feeling sensitive. We could turn around and lose two days. It's up to you. He's a good uh, Cuban. <laughs> so he's, do you have do you have a guess of who in the movie? Anaconda is attempting that accent. I don't know. The, I reckon if I saw a photo, I might okay. be like, yeah, but I'm going to go uh, S- Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, it's John Voight, who is uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. Uh, John Voight, famous for like Midnight Cowboy. Yes, I did not think of him. No, <laughs> You wouldn't think it was him. him. And he's trying to do a Paraguayan accent and just coming off as like generic Cuban. Yeah. Like he's channeling a lot of Scarface. Hey, you? Yeah. And finally, uh, this is the late 80s classic uh, Robin Hood, King of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Will, do you think that the sheriff will give everything back after I'm gone? <laughs> oh. <laughs> who is that? What accent are they trying to do? Do you want another oh, listen? Who are they? One more time. Will, do you think that the sheriff will give everything back after I'm gone? Like one of them, like... Not Kurt Russell, not um, not the other dude. Not you got Road the sound ha- right. You got not, the... not Ro- Kurt, not Kurt Cobain. Um, Kurt, <laughs> one of the, like the dirty dancing style of guys, Kurt Douglas. Kurt, no, not Kurt Douglas. <laughs> no, but you know who I'm talking about. One of them guys, like a dirty dancing. Do you have a guess guy. of what accent that is? Uh, I got lost with his name. <laughs> I'm going to go with one more time. One more time. Will, do you think that the sheriff will give everything back after I'm gone? Is he a uh, like a high class uh, nineteen, like eighteen thirties wife. <laughs> like, oh my dear sir, <laughs> that's how he ends up saying it's Kevin Costner. That's it. That's the one I was thinking <laughs> it's of. Kevin so, Costner. Boom, I got that. And that is his attempt at an English accent. Really? He just sounds like an old timey American person. Uh, oh, I do say, <laughs> I'm English. <laughs> Can you quickly give me, uh, just give me an accent and the people can call in and see if they can guess what you're doing. Okay. I got blasters on my fingers. All right, 3216. What is Mitch going for there? You're the only one who truly knows the answer. <laughs> give us a call. We're nearly done for today. Angela Michael, that is it for us today. If you missed anything like our catch up with Hamish and George walking from Adelaide to Mount Gambia or part two of our Dungeons and Dragons adventure, yep. check it out in the podcast. On your favourite podcast app. Yes, Mitchell and Michael will show you. Matt, we'll see you next week. See ya. Get up with Mitchell and Michael on Hit 96.1.